Teacher, what star is that? Something about the West Coast. Shh, don't tell nobody. Something about the West Coast. It makes me wanna ride. Oh, y'all ain't really messing with that Richie Rich. Come on, stop playing. You don't even know that song because you ain't about that West. Let's ride, Richie Rich. Play it now. Actually, don't play it right now. Listen to this. Thank you for listening to FarsideTV.com. You are locked into Side Life Radio. I'm your host, Adisa Banjoko, the Bishop, a.k.a. the Black Dragon of the West Side, a.k.a. Zato Ichi, a.k.a. the South Bay Shogun, Shogun. Shogun, a.k.a. the Iron Hook Assassin. They really call me that. That's a true thing. A.k.a. the Black Cortez Killer. Nobody's trilling me, boys and girls. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Bishop Chronicles is the world's first podcast giving you West Coast perspectives on hip-hop, MMA, and life and fitness trends, man. You know what I'm saying? Get your life together. Get fit chill out, get better. Nobody out there is lacing your cranium with this here vibranium like Adisa the Bishop. Okay? So, you can be down now or you can bow down later. Cause the West Coast OGs, we stay greater. But for real, thank you for tuning in today. If this is your first time listening, understand. This may not be the best thing, but it sure enough is the worst thing, but it sure enough is the worst thing, but it sure enough, uh, sure enough, ha, sure enough is the worst thing, yeah. So, right now, you know what I need you to do? Come on, man, what do me and Mike Realm always tell you? Mike, tell him. He's behind the glass. You can't hear him. What he's saying is subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Mixcloud. That's what he said. He also said, if you are on iTunes or Mixcloud, leave a positive comment because that helps us and stop playing. Mike, I'm telling him. Listen, Mike says y'all need to be doing it. Actually, the truth is, me and Mike know you're doing it because we're growing. The numbers is up, bro. The numbers is up. Uh, 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 uh. The numbers is up. They keep growing because we keep flowing. We rolling together, blood. You know you feel me? Every week, if you want people getting on deck, if you want people getting on deck, yo, thank you all for the props for the Thanksgiving special with at Uncle Damien Speaks, man. Thank you so much, yo. Love doing that show. Love having Uncle Damien on. He makes the show fresh. I hella miss you, dog. You know what I'm saying? Every show, man, we might need to start doing the show together all the time. Like, yo. And a quick word for those who don't know. Um, one, follow at the new IG, at Bishop Chronicles, at Bishop Chronicles. Follow the new IG, and what we've been doing for your pleasure, your pleasure, is this, simply putting all the OG shows on bishopchronicles.com. 
right? So right now, if you Google Bishop Chronicles episode 23 RZA, you're going to hear me and RZA in St. Louis during the Ferguson Uprising in Juvenile Hall, where RZA is breaking down stories to the young teen boys and girls about mistakes that he made. Listen, if you love that Hulu show, I bet you don't know this story. What about the time when RZA's mom finds his gun in her house and she kicks him out? How does that affect him? You ain't going to know if you don't go listen to show 23. What about if you go on and Google Bishop Chronicles episode 62, Buddhism, and listen to my man, Sensei Derek Fletcher, who is also a black Buddhist, break down how hip hop and martial arts help turn him into the Buddhist practitioner that he is, how the Kung Fu films did that, how Bruce Lee did that, how seeing Shaolin monks in LA when he was a youngster did that. Man, you ain't ready for that. You got to go to Bishop Chronicles and check them old shows because it's pure, unadulterated, no joke, fire. Fire. What about the Grandmaster Flash one? Put in Bishop Chronicles Grandmaster Flash. Guess what you're going to hear? A previously unreleased track of me and Dell from 1993. The song wasn't even finished. I just posted it. Just to show you love and show you how the West Coast slaps kids upside the bow with that boom bat, boy. Huh? Yeah. Y'all thought I wasn't an MC? Bars. Anyway, right now I'm about to give some heartbeat props. Heartbeat props are what? When we give shine to those living now and not wait until people are dead to be like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, So-and-so was hella cool, bro. Shut your ass up. When he was alive, you didn't do nothing, bro. You used to talk about his mom sometimes. (laughs) We're not doing that anymore. What we're doing is we're giving heartbeat props. And I'm giving my first set of heartbeat props out to my man, Mike Wassum. At the St. Louis Juvenile Hall. You know what? I'm going to tell you about Mike. This dude is a martial artist. Hard. Does jujitsu, karate, several different arts. Beast. Yoked. Fit. But he is wise and kind. As every real warrior is. Let me tell you about Mike, man. I met him... During the Ferguson Uprising, speaking with RZA, met him together, actually, speaking at Juvenile Hall. And um, him and his boy really uh, wanted to take on the HHCF, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Take on the HHCF banner, bro. So they started it in Juvenile Hall, and he has kept it alive since. And we always haven't had the proper funding to do that. But he always finds a way. Mike, man, I'm giving you props, dog. I am so grateful for you, bro. I am so grateful for you. You have no idea. So anytime you go to St. Louis and you want to reach out to the youth, you look up Michael Wassum. You tell him the bishop sent you. Okay? And if you can, give that man some support because he does a lot. He does a lot to keep the streets and the children safe and in tune with themselves. A shout out to my boss, Dr. John Muster. Um, He got sick, actually, and he bounced back really quick. And he's still on the mend, but he's doing all kinds of beautiful things right and making sure that his students and their parents have everything that they need. And so I want to shout out Dr. John Muster and say, look, you're a G. You absolutely inspire me. And I thank you for 
your insight and your compassion and your leadership. Uh, finally, uh, heartbeat props out to Fabby Davis Jr. One. Go look that up at Fabby Davis Jr. One. Jr. One. He's got a heart on ice freestyle. What? What? Heart on ice freestyle. If I talk about it too much, I'll disrespect its dopeness. Great job. F-A-B. West Coast Word of the Week. Keeping you in tune with how we do out here. Flam-boasted. Flamed, then roasted. Flam-boasted. It means you got tore back. I don't know. Might have got disrespected on the mic. Might have got disrespected on the BART train. Uh, All kind of stuff might have happened. But if you got flam-boasted, you got flamed, homie, and then roasted, fool. That's what happened. And now, you know what? Look, Black Friday's coming up, bruh. And you should be buying a copy of Bobby Bruce and the Bronx, The Secrets of Hip-Hop Chess. As you know, each week I've been taking a lesson out of the 12. We're almost done. We're at number 10. And I'm going to read this section to you so that you can have a strategy for yourself to bob and weave through the chess game of life. Hey, Mike, I want you to play like a harp one more time. Play, play, a, play a harp for me right now, right? I'm going to say the chess game of life and be like, bloom, 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 right? All right. And now we are going to read worksheet number 10 on pawn structure and paying attention to details so you learn about the chess game of life. Yeah. All right, listen. Many times, pawns are my favorite piece on the board. There are more pawns than any other piece. While seemingly insignificant and easy to throw away for beginners, real players know kings live and die because of brave pawns. They know queens are reborn when that last pawn makes it to the other side of the board. When pawns work together, connecting along the same diagonal, it's called a pawn chain. Through the weakest pieces working together, no queen, no bishop, no king dares to attempt an attack against one of them. For if one pawn fails in the chain, the one behind it will surely destroy whoever took out their friend. If you feel weak, if you feel you don't have power or resources alone to accomplish a task, find someone like you with similar aspirations. Work together. Find another like you too and add another. Your unity will prove unbreakable to any who try to destroy it. Martin Luther King Jr., Gandhi, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, Nelson Mandela, and indeed the global hip-hop community were formed by people with very little who stood strong against those much more rich and powerful, but who eventually changed because the people stood together united. You are never alone. Know that. You need to stay moving forward and connect authentically to those like you. Good luck on your journey. That's what I'm talking about. That's what's in the book. A whole book of that. For your child. For you. For your cousin. For your moms. For real. For your moms. For pops. Pops don't need that. You already know he plays chess. Why don't you just lace him? Get the book. It's on Amazon. And they got Kindle. Stop playing.
Bobby Bruce in the Bronx, The Secrets of Hip Hop Chess by Adisa the Bishop on Amazon. Do it. Black Friday? Why not? I mean, you don't want to be getting trampled up in the Walmart, do you? Huh? Over a racetrack that the kid ain't even going to remember. Might as well get him a book by Adisa, know what I mean? And now it is time for my haiku. The jujitsu haiku. <gasps> Wait. No jujitsu haiku. No. Because why? I'm doing new haikus, fool. I got a new one. This one is about Stoic philosophy. Stoicism is a Greek philosophy that teaches you self-restraint, emotional self-mastery, right? And one of the things that one of the more popular Stoic philosophers, a man named Marcus Aurelius, he wrote about what he called the inner citadel. And what the inner citadel is, is the highest station of your own mind when things are going wrong. Listen to this quote, he says. Men seek retreats for themselves, houses in the country, seashores and mountains. And thou too art want to desire such things very much. What he says is you're going to want to go there, right? To these retreats, right? Things are going wrong. You want to bounce out. Back to Marcus. But this together is the mark of the most common sort of men. For it is in thy power, wherever thou shalt choose, to retire into thyself. For nowhere, either with more quiet or more freedom from trouble, does a man retire than into his own soul. What he's saying is, you can go to Tahoe, or you can go to the desert, or you can go to the redwoods, or you can go to the beach, but none of that matters if you can't go inside your own self regardless of where you are. Now, sidebar, I like to meditate. Y'all know that. You know where I do most of my meditation? On the BART train. Why? Because it's noisy. Because people are talking. Because sometimes people are arguing. Okay? Because it's disruptive, I meditate often on the BART train so that when I am in and around silence, I can go deeper within myself. You have to learn how to go within yourself regardless of the situation because you never know when you're going to have to figure stuff out on the fly. And now, the stoic haiku. A haiku is a Japanese poem of three lines. The first line is five syllables long. The second line is seven. And the third line is five. It's five, seven, five. These poems do not always have to rhyme, but most of mine do. Man, um, Mike, I normally ask for different kinds of, of, you know, Japanese because it's a Japanese style. I usually ask for like different Japanese kinds of music, man. I don't even know what to do, man. Uh, this could be just like straight nature, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Straight nature. Um, and wind. Do we have wind? Yeah, like a cliff top. That's what we want. You know what I mean? I'm on a cliff, bruh. Listen to my haiku. Dedicated to Marcus Aurelius. Here we go. <clears throat> Safe within the self. Bricks born of breath and stillness. My inner chillness drop the chin we're gonna i'm gonna redo that okay when i say my inner chillness you're gonna put a fist kind of like under your chin and nod slowly and let your chin rest right there as you acknowledge the last line 
Here we go. Safe within the self. Bricks born of breath and stillness. My inner chillness. Word. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about, man. Um... The haiku. I be posting haikus on at Bishop Chronicles, man. And if you got haikus, come post them on there, man. Haikus are dope. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about the uh, hip-hop world right now and what's going on. I'm excited. I'm excited. E-40 and Chameleonaire are investing in minority and women-funded startups. E-40 and Chameleonaire, Right? They've teamed up with Joint Republic um, and the guy from Shark Tank and FUBU, Damon Johns. That's fresh. That's fresh. This reminds me, a long time ago, I don't know whether it was Lyrical Swords Volume 1 or Lyrical Swords Volume 2. In one of my first books, I talked about how we got to stop taking props from rappers who don't invest in the communities they came from. People be trying to go, yo, I'm straight out of Compton. Oh, what's up to my city? San Francisco, you know what I'm saying? Los Angeles, Atlanta. Oh, I got hella gold. Bruh, stop bragging about them chains and put money into your people because you came from them same broken schools. You came from them same broken situations. Invest in your people. Invest in those children. Now, you can give money to the school, a charter or a public school or a private school or a rec center. Do something that's going to help the kids get forward for real. All right? I'm so proud and grateful to E-40 and Chameleonaire. And I wish if one out of every five rappers did that, the black community wouldn't be so broken. I hope you understand that. So what I've been up to? Oh, thank you for asking. How are you? You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm cool. You know what, man? I ain't going to lie, man. Last week, I've been slipping on my workouts. I told you how my, my, my shoulder kind of came out right before that last jiu-jitsu tournament. So I've just been kind of like crumbling to the... Depression's not the right word, but I'm just not not inspired. And my shoulders are worse. Let me tell you, a long time ago, I hurt my my, my one of my knees. And I let the weakness of one knee make my whole body weak. Because I just kind of crumbled to it. Don't do that. I'm telling you, i also been taking in too much sugar this week. Now, I always tell you when I've been doing healthy stuff and I'm doing right and I'm cutting weight, and I'm not going to lie to you, I still look fresh. But I know I'm not living up to my potential. Why would I not work on my shoulders, bro, when I'm trying to get that black belt? After all these years, I should have been had my black belt. So my goal is to make sure that I have this black belt before the end of 2020. And barring any serious injuries, I plan to have it. And that's why I'm telling you about this weak BS I've been on so that I can hold myself accountable and you can hold me accountable and be like, what's up, Deese? You rehabbing them shoulders, bro? You rehabbing them knees? And if I be like, that, 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 then you'd be like, this fool lying, bro. Hold me accountable, man. Hold me accountable. Uh, so what am I listening to? This is going to be a new section where I'm really going to break down some like OG hip hop, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like by, 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 by boom bap artists that I respect. Then I'm gonna give you a little street something. Then I'm gonna talk about, you know, just some random tracks real quick. It's not going to be a big thing. Just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw this in. I, I think it's important. So on the boom bap, you know what I mean? On that 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 OG or what they call the true school, I'm going to give it to Jay Live. He got a video on YouTube called Money and Power. Go check it out. 
YouTube, Money and Power. Really sick. It's kind of dope because he's like driving around like, like an Uber driver, doing bars, telling stories to people who he's driving around. It's actually dope. You got to check it out. J Live, Money and Power. Cop that, bait. Um... Then, you know, I'm always repping the Bay, man. Always putting it down for the West. D-Lo, D-L-O. There's a actual, a, a, a fresh little video. It's called D-Lo Video Shoot Sunday Fun Day. I know when people talk about the West Coast and, and the Bay specifically, they talk about side shows or car shows in the West. We do side shows. We're hitting the donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Making our car spin. Swing it, swing it, swing it. Hey. Um... It's a sick little, you know what I mean? Some bars from D-Lo. Understand, he's rapping for the street-related people. So don't be looking for like, you know, MLK bars. It's D-Lo, bro. You should know better. Uh, but it's fresh. Beats live. You know what I'm saying? Swinging that. You're going to see it, bro. It brings the bay to you. That's all. I just want you to see how the bay is. Then finally, I'm going to talk about the Cardi B. Not finally. I'm going to talk about the Cardi B freestyle. Everybody's honor over it. I didn't like it. And I'm a fan of Cardi B. Don't front. Y'all heard me. Listen, y'all seen. I've been liking Cardi B for a while. But that freestyle was not hot. Most of y'all can't even name the beat that she was rapping over. Was that the A-Team or Knight Rider? I think that's A-Team. Yeah, that's not Night Rider. Anyway, I wasn't feeling it. Um, the flow, not trying to clown, sounded a little forced. I'm not mad and I'm not hating on Cardi B because y'all know how I feel about Cardi B. I think she's dope. I just know she can be doper than that. And I know that B can be fresher. Or maybe that's just the raw version. Maybe y'all do a better version. Um, and then, listen. Y'all know I love lo-fi, L-O-F-I. Uh, there is a mix by Six Music, but the I is an exclamation point. Six Music put in to YouTube, best trip-hop, down-tempo, lo-fi, and new jazz. And new jazz by Six Music. Listen, that mix is out of control. And specifically, at the 13th minute, Listen to like the five after that, out of control, out of control. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. What am I watching? Nothing. What am I reading? I ain't even going to tell you guys what I'm reading right now. It's on the next level. That's all I'm going to tell you. I normally always tell you. So this time, don't be mad. I tell you, I always drop the book and the author. I'm not doing it this time because I'm just building my cranium, boy, on my own time. You know what I mean? Finally, on the health level, um... Everybody's been really sick. People at my high school have been sick. People at my college, at Zaytuna College, been real sick. Fevers, nausea, swollen throats, throwing up, all of that. Everybody's sick, bruh. The homie Northside Q been sick. Come on, Northside. We're going to get you all right. Listen, here's how you do it. Colostrum, C-O-L-O-S-T-R-U-M, colostrum, which is an immunity booster made from milk. It's a milk-based immunity booster and black seed oil. Black seed oil. Um, it's an ancient oil that people used to take. It, I ain't going to tell you that. It doesn't taste that great. It tastes like kind of spicy licorice. It's not the best flavor, but listen, it works. It works. Take one teaspoon every day, at least one. You can do one in the morning and one at night or just one teaspoon. That's all you need. Chase it with something to drink. It's not a good taste. But it works. It keeps your immune system up, fights bacteria, 
helps lower your blood pressure, look into black seed oil, okay? So on that level, quick shout out to at Dream Brand, J-R-E-A-M Brand, and at PrideClothing.co. You know, they be looking out for the OGDs, bro, all the time, you know what I'm saying? And um, follow them, follow them. And if you're about that fight life, you're about that jujitsu, you about that MMA, you know what I'm saying? You about that hip hop and martial arts, bro. That's where you got to go. And now we are going to get into probably my favorite interview of the year, man. We ending strong, man. Let me be clear. These last few uh, episodes are about your physical and mental health. I hate it when people let themselves crumble at the end of the year. And then be like, oh, it's New Year's, bro. It's a new day, new me, 2020. Man, you've been sitting around playing games. Stop. Listen to what I'm saying. If you've been slipping, don't mean you got to stay slipping. You don't got to wait till 2020. Start now. And so the the, the shows all through to the end of the year are going to be about finishing strong so you can start strong. You understand? So I interviewed Mr. FAB. But at least, didn't you just give him shout-outs on the heartbeat props? Yeah, I gave him props on the heartbeat props, man. I did shout him out then. And he is the guest. He is the interview. Listen, this dude, dope era brand, are you kidding me? Come on, man. We talking about the old school hip-hop scene, the old school hyphy movement. How it's changed over the years. Talking about his dope era brand. How did he come up with it? How did he build it out? How did he use social media to make it better? What inspires him? When you hear what he says, what inspires him, man? That was moving to me, bro. For real. For real. And I've always had love for FAB. I've always respected FAB. But I'm trying to tell you, you need to pay attention to what he's talking about. And then on the next show, I got my man. I'm shouting him out right now. At Dr. Post a lot. When you see the Voltron in the messages that he's talking about with FAB, you're going to be blown away. And now, me and FAB interviewing at the Dope Era spot, okay, on 19th and Broadway in Oakland. This is real. This is for you. Pay attention. And pass this one on to someone you love because there's real game in this one. That's how we do. Bishop Chronicles, FarsideTV.com. You know what I'm talking about, boy. Peace to the planet. You know what it is, Adisa Banjoko, the South Bay Shogun, boy. You know what I'm saying? The Iron Hook Assassin, boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm chilling. I always bring the illest dudes. I keep telling you, right? It's always leveling up. It's always leveling up. It's always leveling up. The level is up. You know what I'm saying? We're about to hit a new year, a new era, fool. So I got to have the king of the dope era. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Mr. F-A-B, what's up? Man, what's going on with you, big bro? Man, I'm chilling, man. Um, happy to be blessed with another day. Um, just going to make the best out of it. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for being on Bishop Chronicles. I really appreciate you um, for making time. We've been trying to connect and do this for like a year or two at least, you know what I'm saying? So, um, man, I want to start with... The top, which is Dope Era Store is popping. I love it. I'm hella proud of you. This is a great uh, thing. This is a great store. I love the ideas. I love how you kind of mix like new ideas with classic fashion and themes, man. Um, How do you feel about where it's at right now? I mean, everything is always room for growth. I'm appreciative to be able to see where it is right now because I understood and, you know, did the blueprints of where, where we started at. Mm-hmm. So, 
to go from where we started to be where we are now, man, is this is amazing, but it's so much more to go. And then not putting a ceiling on us, right. still allowing ourselves for improvement. Um, the exclusivity is at an all-time high. And the request and people, they're asking for it, man. They want it. Um, and with us, man, it's just about staying innovative. Right. If we could continue to keep approaching it with the same way that we did when we first started, the hunger is still there. The creativity is still there. And, um, man, the, the demand is there and we're going to keep supplying the people. Man, it's beautiful. Let's start from the beginning. And really the beginning for me, I'm talking about my journey in, 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 in learning about you and observing you, really starts in San Jose, I think it was at. Remember those things that Danny D used to throw? Yeah. What were they called again? I'm blanking right now, and I feel bad right now because Danny oh. D is such a G. But I'm blanking. Like, in this moment, I can't remember what it was called. Danny D and Maniacal. What did yes. they used to throw? Uh, Bay Area Rap Summit? Was that The it? Bay Area Rap Summit. Okay. Yeah. Bay Area Rap Summits, right? Yeah. Shout out to Danny D. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I remember seeing you there. Cuccini's, what was it? What club was it? I just remember it was downtown San Jose. Yeah, some one of them clubs, yeah. Right, I remember yeah. Balance was there. I just seen Balance yeah, everybody yesterday. was there. Everybody you know was there. Like, yeah. Coolio was there. Coolio yes. and a few other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Chewy. so, yes, Chewy Chewy, you yeah, know what I'm saying? I remember that. And so, that was my introduction to you, uh, seeing you as a performer, knowing that you actually battled, which I thought was interesting because, you know, I'm older than you, so I remember when folks used to battle, and I was excited that you battled, you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, this is dope. Cats are battling still. That's hot, right? Um, and then I remember not long after that is when I feel like I recognized that hyphy was starting to happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that it was happening. That I'm just talking about my recognition of it, right? So then that's where I feel you really started like at least artistically expanding, you know what I'm saying? Your, your, your presence being known. You know, I remember you being on the radio more. I remember battles and things like that. Tell me what you remember from that time, from that era. Um, well, it was just, you know, I tell people all the time, hyphy and hyphy musically are two different things. Agreed fully. Um, the term hyphy had already been a part of the culture of, of what was going on in the Bay Area at the time. And in its infancy stages, hyphy wasn't cool. Mm. Like, you know, hyphy was just like, dude, you hyphy, like you doing too much. Right. You wilding, like, right. you know, like you own one. Right. And um, somehow, some way, at some time, those two intersected and, and they put them together and, and the, the the combination of taking that negative mm -hmm. and refurbishing it mm -hmm. to an expression of musical mm -hmm. uh, excitement became... Right. From being hyphy on the block yeah, from, to hyphy on know, the mic. So now it became a cool thing. Right. Um, and those times, they were some fun times. Um, I loved them, man. I, I really thought hyphy was fixing to be the crunk of the West Coast. Yeah, I mean, it was, it is, it still is. Still is, still is relevant. Word. Still relevant. Um the sound and the name has changed. Right. Um, I compare it to uh, we always love to coin terms, mm. different things, mm. but it's the same thing. It's a continuum, man. So the continuance of it is 
you know, it, it, you'll see it in many different facets or many different forms and shapes, but to be able to identify it. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. It's the evolution of it of some sort. Yeah. But man, we enjoyed those times. Those were beautiful times, man. I think that that was so crucial, bro, in how the Bay reclaimed its dopeness on one level and absolutely did what it wanted on its own terms, West Coast period and Bay specific. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, but the Bay has always been innovative in doing that. And we talk about not even from a rap per se, you know, we talk about the Black Panthers. We mm-hmm. talk about, mm-hmm. you know, the Brown Berets, mm-hmm. the Hells Angels. Shout out to the Brown Berets, Watsonville for sure. You know, many different other social reform groups or mm-hmm. social inform groups is what I like to call them. You know, there's mm-hmm. no reform. It's just the, the information that are being provided by people here. Um, and then even when you go on throughout, you know, the, the pimps and, the, you know, a big part of black exploitation. Mm-hmm. Uh However you looked at it, whether it was a good or a bad, but the fact of they highlighted a lot of the culture that came from here that was birthed here. So the Bay has always been on the tip of innovation when it comes to things like that. And and that was just another display of it. And, um, you know, I was happy to play the part that I played in it. Now, let's talk about a little bit about the battles from that time. What battles do you remember participating in that stand out for you? I was always battles. It was cameo battles. It was uh, yeah. Sean Kennedy with those. Sean Kennedy. Shout out battles. to Sean Kennedy. Um, it was always like some freestyle Moses stuff. Music. It was always some always some battles, man. I remember, you know, we would have shows up at Blake's and Berkeley, and mm-hmm. we would always battle, and we would have ciphers. It would be, you know, Locksmith, the team, myself, Balance, Left. Yeah. Um, Several other people and significant yeah. people that play roles um, and and the the curation of the hyphy movement back then, pre-hyphy mm-hmm. movement, pre-hip-hop, bay, my era, you know, um, mm-hmm. with several individuals, but it was always just something fun. The Source Magazine battles up at Bayfair. Yeah. Um, they would always throw, you know, a battle once a year, and I would always try my best to, to get involved and do something with it. Um, man, it was... Those were the times, man. You know, you know, it was deep, right? Because I, I loved Hyphy from the beginning. I loved the music. I loved the the energy in it and everything. And I remember how much people outside of the Bay, especially because I go literally back to starting to writing about hip hop in 87, right? Like I remember New York people that I knew from way back being like, you know, murmuring, like not really impressed, not really. Mm. And I was like, this is dope though. And then I remember I went to, right now my brain is freezing up. What's the spot right next door to Castlemont? Youth Uprising. You went to Youth Uprising, okay? And I got there early before whatever was supposed to be. It was a turf dance battle, Uh right? So I get to the turf dance battle and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to lean back and just observe. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm an OG observing the youth do what it is. And... These kids are hooking up turntables outdoors. The sun is out. People are eating and playing hoops. And I remember when the speakers finally got set up and they start playing something. I don't remember what the track was. But what it looked like was the old photos from the 70s when they would show like Mm -hmm. Cool Herc. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, remember what she was saying? Like, it's, we call it whatever, but it's right. a continuum. And I was like, I am looking at 
the beginning of hip hop again in Oakland. Like it really blew my cranium back. Like I remember, like I remember where I was standing when Legs, I saw diamonds. And, you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, like it was just so crazy. And so I really think that part of what I love about what you've been doing and what you've specifically been doing with the Dope Era brand is championing that energy and championing those visuals. Just like when I saw that T-shirt you had out there, that What It Do shirt. Hard. Love that shirt. For sure. Right? But if you're not from the Bay and you don't, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't used to them sideshows and you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was fresh. You wouldn't understand it, man. Uh, a combination of what we do with the colon line is we... Um, we take moments and significant characters, words. memories, words, and we refurbish it, mm -hmm. you know, and we get a chance for a person to connect. Mm -hmm. And I think the connection comes when you see something and it automatically takes you back to that moment. So, um, the memories of it. Dude. I think what happens is the connection of that nostalgic memory mm -hmm. is what makes a person say, yo, I need this shirt. Like, you don't even know where I was at a time in my life when this came out or... Right. Like, yo. like all the video game, uh, like the classic video game imagery on the shirts, bro. For sure. Like triggers me, dog. It's just like. Triggers me. Like, dude, you don't know where I was at when I was playing this game or. <laughs> For 10 hours a day. Come on, man. Like, dude, this was my life. <laughs> this, this, this was my childhood on this shirt right here. You just took me back. Like totally though. And nah, I mean, it's. We like the hood hot topics, man. Yeah. You know, man. it's like, um. But it's dope because it's just it's 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 us using the frame, you know, and the term is nothing new under the sun. It's mm -hmm. just uh modern ways to present it again. Word, word. And that's all it is. We just trying to give them, you know, a little bit of old, a little bit of the new, a little bit of mixed. Right. And hey, it's working for us. It is absolutely no working in a major way. So then let's step into the next phase, right? Like, when did you get the idea for Dope Era? And what was the timeline from when you said Dope Era to I'm pressing shirts? What, like, what was the, how long was that? And, and when was that? What year? About seven years ago, six years, six and a half years ago, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm hmm. Me and my brother, we sitting up joking, cracking up. And I was like, uh, it's like, fool, I'm finna get a shirt with the old school gun from Nintendo. And I'm gonna say, this is my first strap. I'm gonna call it Dope Era. He was like, ooh, that's clean, bro. He was like, Dope Era? He was like, ooh, he's like, He's like, oh, that's a whole line by itself. He was like, you could do all kind of stuff with that. And he was mm -hmm. like, then we just start. I'm going to get, put, I'm going to put this on the shirt. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's like, so we just kept trying to outdo each other right. with what we was going to put on the shirt. To have the freshest shirt. And then I, um, I called my other brother, mm. which is who does all the designs. Right. Um. It's my real brother and duct tape. And I called him and I was like, yo, bruh, 
put the gun from Nintendo on a shirt and say, my first strap. Mm-hmm. Mock it up and send it to me. Mm-hmm. He so fast with it. He mocks it up, sends it to me. I'm like, we're going to press these up. I'm mm-hmm. like, where you get your shirts pressed up at? Mm-hmm. Got them. I was like, I think I pressed up like 25 at first. Right. Pulled up to the hood. Um, and Cass was just like, they was gone. Oh, I need that, bro. Hold right. on, cuz that go right. with them J's. I need that, cuz. Right. And they was gone so fast. And I thought about it. I was like, bro, I could really do this again. Let me see. Boom, boom, boom. And I started doing the math. I'm like, man, let me go press up 50 shirts real quick. When pressed up 50. Sold them in like four days. I say, oh, yep, we got a new hustle. This is our, <laughs> it's about to be real. This now. is what we're about <laughs> to do. Go grab the rental. Yes, Let's go put bro. these together. And yes, we're, we are on to something, buddy. So I'm going to tell you what I really was like. My black fist was held high. I saw you on Twitter probably. Uh-huh. I think it was Twitter, and you was like, tell me you want a shirt, I'm coming to bring it to pull you. Pull-ups. Bruh, I was like, yo. The pull-ups. Not playing, bruh. And then you would give the, the, the purchaser shine, right? You would, yo, this Don't is- Don't spot it. This, this little D right here, you know what I'm saying? Bruh, bruh, you know, young bruh supporting the movement. Hashtag East Oakland, hashtag, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, that- is like I don't I mean like and this is what's gonna be hilarious there's a book called Made to Stick Mm -hmm. it's a branding book these dudes be over at Stanford you know what I'm saying I think it's Stanford teaching essentially exactly what you were doing right right which is like celebrating the local culture in a major way letting the letting letting the customer be celebrated, you know what I'm saying, as you champion the culture. Bro, I was like, holy. Yeah. This is exactly what they teach. Like, he's doing exactly what they teach Yeah, we was on just, the streets. It was unbelievable, man. We was just doing it, man. To us, it was just like, get it going, get the thing out there, show folks that Cats is rocking with it, and right. we pulling up. We giving that engagement, that interaction, and we showing them, I'm going to share my platform with you. Boom, you fresh. So then there right. was people I felt like who just start getting the stuff just so they could get posted. Absolutely. I'm sure that was the case. Like, yo, I got to get dope or spotted. Yep. I got to get spotted. I remember, I think you went to San Jose or East Palo Alto. Because at first it was just Oakland. Right. Then you would be like, we're going to San Jose or we're going to. We're Old going school pop-ups. Whoa, man. Now, that brings me to my next point. Talk to me about how much social media has helped you champion, expand, and expand your brand? Oh, heavy. Um, and what tools did you use first and why? And wh- is there anything you're not using that you used to? No, we're actually using everything. Um, it's the same thing, man. Social media, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's all the same wave. Like, that wave is just... Get a new design. You want to try it out? Boom. Post it up. See how many likes you get. Right. You get a certain amount of likes. We make. At least 10% of them people going to buy that. Right. Put it up. Right. 
Beautiful. Beautiful. We ain't going to give up too much game on them, man. They got to pay for that. <laughs> the rest comes later with a dollar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, um, this just hit me right now. Did I see you on a beach in South Africa? Probably saw me on the beach in South Africa. Is that where it was? Where, where, where'd you go and what inspired it? I've been, uh, I've been traveling, man. Um, we did South Africa, Cape Town, was chilling. Um, just wanted to go. I took my family out there, me, my uncle, my niece, my daughter, her mother. Went out there. We just flew out there. Went to go kick it, to go to South Africa, chill. Joe Berg, Cape Town, lounge and chill. Just was lounging, living. And then um, I think the picture you might be talking about, I was in Cuba. Okay. Um, I'm on the beach. Okay. Uh, it's my album cover, actually. Okay. I just posted it on my new album yeah, cover. Yeah, that yeah, I just yeah, released yeah. Cuban Cigars. How, how was Cuba, man? Tell me about that. Cuba was amazing, man. If I speak, if I spoke Spanish, I think I probably have like five kids right now. Hey, bro, I heard that the Cuban women are out of control. The finest bro. women ever on earth. You sure about that, bro? Because I heard. I, I mean, bro, I have to trust you, but bro, it was insane, bro. Really? Like. Now Africa has some amazing, beautiful women. Like, oh my That's god! That's what I heard. I heard uh, South African women. Yeah. Are, and oh shout my out god. to Jay Live. Yeah. Jay Live told me that South African women were the just South African women are like, oh my god! It's just like wow. I, I did a lot of wows, but in Cuba, I was like, oh Double my wow. god! <laughs> like whoa! And like hey man, that, it's just. Anna? It, but it, it's beautiful, man. But you know, they—the only thing that separates Cubans from Americans of us and our blackness is those. The boat stopped there first. That's really the big deal with Jamaica and Haiti. And yeah, all that, right? the it's boat really stopped there the boat first, stopped. man. It's not so about us. You know they still—it's all Africans, man. Yeah, the African yeah. diaspora, man. Yeah. Beautiful women, man. We yeah. got beautiful women all across the world. No, that's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. Now, let me tell you what. Ask you: Was this your first time to? South Africa, that time that you did go, or or when was your first time, and did it affect your understanding about you, black people, Africa? Like, what did you learn from your first trip to Africa? That was my first time, man. Um, I enjoyed it all the way around, man. I just had a great time. Um, I felt like the energy was great. The vibe was great. I got a chance to spend time with my family. Mm -hmm. um, we did a lot of the museums. We went a chance to see, you know, Robbins Island. Mandela yeah. was in prison. Yeah. We got a Robin chance to... Robbins Island, no joke. Robbins Island, you know what I'm saying? We got a chance to see, uh, uh, you know, the house where Mandela grew up at and the apartheid museums. And mm -hmm. we went to the Cradle of Mankind where uh, it's rumored and... Through archaeologists, yeah. will say that some of the first bones were found there. Humanity, you know, humanity is the cradle of cradle of mankind. So, um, the center of civilization and like the vibes and the vibrations there at that time was us, and it was like whoa, like you could feel that you're somewhere special. Um, so, um, I enjoyed it, man. Africa was dope. My my daughter's been like four times. I only went once, right. So right. she's been back to Africa like four times. She's gone to several different countries. And um, her and her mother, they travel abroad together. That's like Dora the Explorer and her daughter. <laughs> Why is that important to you, bro? Why is that important to you? Because I ain't never go nowhere growing up. I was a project baby. Mm -hmm. I ain't never leave. Nah, I don't think I got on a plane till I was like 
like grown. I, I went to okay. I'm lying. I went down south mm-hmm. for a family reunion at 13. That was it. Yeah, but other than that, I ain't, I ain't never went. No, like I ain't go to Disneyland till I was 20. Wow. Like you know what I'm saying? Like so, I ain't get a chance to go nowhere growing up, man. So the first chance I got. To put my daughter on the plane, I'm like, go, yes. go see the world. Yes. Go see the world is bigger than this. I don't ever want you to get just a hood's eye view. Now, let me just, you know, <clears throat> back in the day, uh, me, Davy D, Talib Kweli, and some other people came together, put a book together called Be a Father. It was about hip hop and fatherhood, a bunch of different scholars. and But it was really just about personal stories, you know what I'm saying? Um about black men and fatherhood. And one of the things that I personally admired about you is how you have always championed your love for being a father. You know what I'm saying? Um, A lot of rappers, rappers that I know are good fathers, don't do that. And I still don't understand why. I mean, I'm sure the assumption is that, you know, it will clash with their thug image or their, you know what I'm saying, whatever, but they're really good fathers. What what made you at peace with championing the, the, the relationship and the love that you have for your daughter when, when so many others in, in your same position just don't? And that's not to, that, the reason I'm not naming names because it doesn't matter. There's a lot of good fathers in hip hop, but you step forward with, with pride as, as, you, as you do it. And so I'm curious as to what, what, what is that rooted in? Um, I, don't, I don't think that just because they don't do it, Makes them less of a father. No, I know it doesn't. Like some, I know it doesn't. I, I think some people are more private. Some people don't right. want people inside of their lives. Some, That's true. You know, some people are many different. Um, perspectively, it's just you know about what they're comfortable with. Um, me personally, my dad died very young mm. when I was young, and so I never got a chance to experience that kind of relationship um, with the father. Mm-hmm. So as a father, I want to be able to show the world that this is the greatest gift that we can have. This mm-hmm. is, you know, your, your greatest gift is a gift that you've created. You've, you've gift the world, one of your creations. Why not be involved? Why not try to be there every step of the way um, to the, to, to the, your ability of, of what you can, you know, right. Right. Um, if you can, and it's not about the presence you buy. It's more about the presence you supply. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend to anyone presence over presence. Right. And people look at people's lives like, well, you can afford to say that. Being a father don't cost you much. It's free to just it's say, free. hello, how was your day? You know what I'm saying? It's what, free. What you you want to cook dinner together? What's up? And it actually, this may sound weird, but it actually, I don't want to say genuine. I, I'm, I'm trying to find the word to right. kind of capture the essence of what I want to say with this, but Sometimes when you get in a position of money, you feel like I'm going to just buy you off. Mm. And it takes away from being a genuine father because you feel like I bought you everything. Right. But I never taught you nothing. You know, and it's crazy because my daughter, 
just hit me with a rude awakening the other day hmm. and said, I'm like, man, we got to go bike riding. She said, Dad, you never taught me how to ride a bike. Hmm. And I looked at her and was like, uh. Well, okay. I'm, I'm like, well, I, well, well. But I bought you five bikes. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, like I bought you all these bikes. And it was crazy for me because I thought about it. I was like, damn, I never really did went through the mm-hmm. process of, you know, how to mm-hmm. ride a bike. I felt like it was just easy, you know, like easiest riding a bike. We may not have rode a bike, but we went around the world. Right. And we did this, we did right. that, we did this. And I bought you bikes, so you can't say you never had a bike. But, you know, what good is having a bike if if, if that time you don't know how to ride yeah. it? You know, so... That was a rude awakening for me, and it, it, it these are the things that they're very humbling because sometimes we feel like um, we can overcompensate, and we overcompensate for the lack of things that we provide. Mm. And even as somebody who's there on a day-to-day basis, there are things that you still can miss. Yeah, and that's one of the things is the, the imperfection of parenting. Right, especially for people who come from the areas that we come from and the or, situations that we come from because we have never had a proper blueprint and a right. guideline. What's the model? How do you know, I, there's how no do, model. Yeah. There's no mold. You That's know, deep. There are some of us that come from the hood who have both parents and whatever, but to people that come from single parent homes and it's tough. And I'll tell you too, I, I, I grew up in the burbs with two parents, but they didn't always deliberately transfer what they were doing, mm. why they were doing it. How is this happening? Right. Right. And so even that, right, you know, you can have two dope parents but if they don't transfer it and they assume, well, he sees me get up and go to work. He see, but I still don't know what's happening though. I still don't understand the why. I just don't understand necessarily the struggle. And so that, that lack of blueprint, I think is, is huge, huge. For real. It's definitely, it's, it's, we have to learn to break generational curses. Yep. Because yep. some of us get caught up in situations where, we don't know any better, and we only do things the way that we knew about them. Mm-hmm. You or know, assume. Or right? assume, or assume. Yeah. Like, don't yell at your child before they go to sleep and expect them to sleep well. Right. You cuss them out every morning and expect them to have a good day at school. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? These are generational curses that we thought that this is what it was. I got cussed out every morning. Right. <laughs> like, so I, I may have thought it was regular. Right, right. No, no, no. That's a big deal. So in closing out, what is your advice to young entrepreneurs? I know right now there's somebody listening who want to start a clothing line, who want to start a tech company, who want to start something, uh, not you know, a, a machine shop, want, want to start, you know what I'm saying, like a school. What is your advice for them? Man, do not stop. Keep going. Don't take no for an answer. Right. Keep pushing. Right. Test your creativity. Right. Creativity is combative to complacency. Anytime that you feel like you've come up against a wall or you've come up to an obstacle that you may not be able to figure out and it seems as if you can't conjure up the courage to get over it, allow your creativity to knock it down. Stay focused, you know, um, and keep firing. Right. Keep firing. Right. Like I was always told, man, I'd rather die with an empty gun opposed to a loaded one. Right. Just I feel based, it. Just based off the fact that if I could say, man, I shot all my shots. Now, whether Damn. I made them or not, that was just, you know, my accuracy right. and the percentages. But at least I shot them all. Right. You know, I, I'd rather go one for 100 than 0 for 1. Mm-hmm. 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 If That's I went real. 0 for 1, that means I stopped shooting. 
Now, last question, last question. And then I want to hear about anything you got going on for the holidays here. Um, what was the closest dope era came to stopping and how did you get past it? Never going to stop. We ain't stop. We ain't coming close. You ain't stuff. had no dark days like, yo, it's I mean, it's going to be dark days, slow days, but I ain't stopping. I've been right. through worse. My mama died, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I buried my mama. She died in my arms. Ain't nothing on earth could get worse than that. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. So ain't nothing stopping me. Like I got, I got the patience of Job. You know what I'm saying? No matter yeah. what, no matter what I go through in life, like hey, it's nothing could be worse than that. I'm sorry you had to do that, man. So you know what I'm saying? So with me, it'd be like, I'm going, even my darkest days, I still see light because I know I got action. You got air, you got action. That was always what was told to me. Then even before my mama died, I watched my mama beat crack, man. Like, I watched her go through being a drug addict, man, and coming out and, and being one of the most resilient, most strongest women that I've ever met that ever walked this, you know, walked this earth. I watched that. I watched my grandmother raise 11 kids of her own and 40, 50 grandkids. You know what I'm saying? I come from a, a, a family of strong women and strong individuals, and I can't, you know, no no disrespect, but. I ain't about to act like a bitch. Right. <laughs> when I seen strong ass women act like queens and kings, you know what right. I'm saying? I seen women be kings. You know what I mean? Say that one more time. Man, I seen women be kings. So how I'm going to be out here acting like that? You feel me? I can't do it, man. I got to keep going. But, you know, there's been some couple lawsuits, couple cease and desist, couple mm-hmm. um some, you know, some people not wanting us to be what we are. Right. But man, I'm going over. You know, it's a few uh, lawyer things right now in the, in the suit. It's a few trademarks that you know. Right, got but, some back and forth. Hey man, it is what it is. But I'm gonna tell you like this: I ain't stopping. I love it. Thank you for being on Bishop Chronicles. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Uh, wait, what? Uh, it's about to be the holidays. What do people need to know about Dope Era for the holidays? Dope Era coming with it, man. We got Dope Era Electronics, man, the earbuds. We got like the new, you know, the the the, the AirPods all the kids is listening to now, man. Right. Like the new speakers. Right. We got those. We got them looking like old school pagers, man. Oh! Like, see, you know you got one on you? Yeah, I got one on you. Ah! We're going to put the that. clip on, but we're going to put the clip on these so you can right. put them it on looks, here. And it's just banging. Yeah, ah, old school, I got the old school pager. Old school pager, the earbuds. Ah. We got the earbuds. We got dope air electronics, man. A few little other gadgets that we dropping. Crazy clothes, more designs. Yep. Uh, we just continue to keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Shout out to the creator, my brother, uh, the designer, dope air designs, um, duct tape designs. And he does a hell of a job of continuing to create. Amazing crazy things we working together um franchising next year got a couple stores that's opening up in different locations beautiful uh, franchising the dope air brand so um it's big it's big big dope air films we're doing some movies got a movie on the rise right now that we're working on Sick. um and man it's just it's just working man got another book coming out in january yes called maximize your minimum if you haven't checked out my first one make sure y'all check out that dope air uh and we're just working, man. Music, albums, like I say, not stopping. Master P and uh, Sean, Sean Puffy Combs. That's right. That's <laughs> right. All right, man. Thank you again for being on Bishop Chronicles. Man, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. All right. Peace. Teacher, what style is that? Bishop Chronicles. <laughs>
much to learn. 